0: Well, this next one is personal for me. Uh, You may know because I've talked about it. I grew up in Montreal. My parents are so-called Anglophones. I grew up in the 70s, so I went to French school as a kid, learned to speak French when I was very young, grew up in sort of a mixed neighborhood, um, and was always quite proud to speak French, quite happy to live in Quebec, to be frank, but always really angry when the Anglophone minority in the province, including people like my grandmother, were sort of left on the outside, cast aside by language laws, language laws that were that felt unnecessarily cruel to the English-speaking minority, regardless of the history of, uh, of that relationship in that province. Well, this week, Quebec adopted new legislation to further bolster and protect the French language. Um, it got royal assent and was passed into law at the provincial legislature uh, by the governing Coalition Avenir Québec. The new law, again, adopted last week, overhauls part of that landmark French language charter Bill 101, adopted in 1977. It includes extensive measures to strengthen the language in education, business, and healthcare sectors. It's not entirely clear what it actually does to promote French. It's pretty clear what it does to mute other languages. Bill 96 has been widely criticized by Anglophones, the indigenous and immigrant groups, uh, over concerns that it goes too far by threatening access to healthcare, education, justice, and other government services in English. Premier François Legault, though, stands by uh, his legislation describing it as moderate.
1: What I'm trying to do is to make sure that we protect the future of French as a common language. That's it. What are you referring to when
0: you speak about home, people at home?
1: But it's an indicator.
0: Because the French language charter has never dealt with Would the you, would spoken you at agree them.
1: with me, Phil, that if in 50 years from now nobody is speaking French at home, that the future of French would it be good? Do you agree with that? Yes, but can the government oh. so really you have expect your control yes. to control? Thank you, us? merci, tout <laughs> le
0: Thank you. Merci, tout le monde. That was an exchange with Phil Otsier of the Montreal Gazette. Uh, the very idea that no one would speak French at home in Quebec in 50 years is so ridiculous. 90% of people in Quebec speak French. The idea, he, at one point, the premier compared it to Louisiana, where about 2% of people speak French. The language, of course, was completely eradicated. It makes you wonder what the whole point of this is. Well, the fact is that it is essentially, like most things, about politics. Uh, And Legault is using the nonwithstanding clause in an omnibus way uh, as a get out of jail free card on this one, preemptively to top it all off. So if this is about politics, it's because it's popular in many parts of Quebec where uh, Francois Legault knows he needs to win seats in an upcoming election. Uh, And those areas of the province where the language they speak at home really isn't an issue. And who speaks English is even less of an issue because very few people around them do. Well, joining me now with more is Patrick Derry. He's a columnist, a public policy analyst, and an associate editor at Policy Options, and he joins us from near Montreal. Thank you for your time, Patrick. My pleasure. So tell me a bit about just the timing of this policy, because it it sounds like a very wide, very broad and tough language law. And if you're sitting outside of Quebec, you wonder why now?
1: Well, There are elections in a few months, so it's a good way to send a message at the base and at Quebecers in general. But uh, I'm not sure it's um, it's as much a question of timing as a question of uh, a political agenda. There's a kind of logic in the steps that the CAC has taken since they came into power in 2018. And uh, we have to remember that in the campaign, they were talking about identity issues, notably uh, immigration. And then they passed the Bill 21, which uh, prohibits some uh, public servants, well, uh, judges, uh, police officers, amongst others, to wear religious symbols in public. And then they moved on to the Bill 96, that essentially pushes, it's a reform of Bill 101, Uh, but it pushes things further. And uh, there seems to be the kind of uh, ideological drive behind this because uh, when you look at the numbers, the situation, it's difficult to see uh, how it's justified.
0: Because, because if you look at the numbers uh, specifically around immigration, which is really one of the big ones, and just even the English minority in the province, it seems like French is still in a pretty healthy situation. Uh, I, I know the premier this week uh, referred to the language disappearing in 50 years. Is, is that is he telling the truth?
1: Is it's legitimate in Quebec to have uh, some preoccupations about where the the state of uh, the French language will be going the next 100, 200 years. Uh, That's legitimate because we're we're about 7 million French-speaking people, uh, Francophones, and other people who speak French in Quebec. But in Canada, it's altogether about 8 million people speaking French. Uh, And of course, uh, there are about 400 million Anglophones in North America. But that being said, if you look at the general trend, right now, In Quebec, uh, there's about 94% of the population who are able to have a conversation in French according to the data from the latest census from uh, Statistics Canada 2016. So 94% is is pretty good. And you you also have to remember that there has never been a period in all the history of Quebec where there were 100% people able to speak french in quebec this has never existed of course before because there were first nations were there before the 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 french came here and then uh, the english came here then the the irish italians and so on so 94 percent well the situation we have now the proportion of a population who are able to to have hold a conversation in french has never been higher so, and if you look back uh, about forty-five years ago, and uh, at the end of the '70s, it was 89%. So it's going in the right direction. Of course, we'll never get to 100%, but it's not uh, as if it was going downward. And uh, as for uh, the comparison with uh, Louisiana that uh, Premier Lego made at the beginning of the week, saying that uh, in about 50, 50 years so two generations. We could be looking at a Quebec that will look similar to Louisiana. (laughs) There's absolutely no way uh, that this can happen. And uh, just to give you a a a few numbers, I just mentioned that in Quebec, about 94% of the population is able to hold a conversation in French and about uh, 80% are speaking it at home every day. Well, in Louisiana, you have about Two or 3% of the population were able to speak French. So (laughs) it's not even in the same universe. And uh, there's no Bill 101 in Louisiana that mandates uh, immigrants to go to French school. It was quite the opposite. A hundred years ago, Louisiana passed a law to prohibit uh, the teachings in French. So (laughs) so, (laughs) (laughs) it's a significant difference.
0: I was, say, I was going to say, Patrick, I mean, is it popular? Is it popular within, within the most of Quebec? I know there's been a lot of opposition to it from certain groups, but overall, has this been well-received?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, yes, it is. Because you're touching something that is really uh, emotional, and uh, at some point, it's really, really difficult to have rational discussion about identity, whether it's uh, secularism, or whether it's the French language, uh, it's it's really sensitive in, in Quebec, and uh, really really smart people. <laughs> at some point, they just they, they, they just don't care about facts. They just don't care about numbers, and it's made worse by the what the the message sent by uh, the government at the time we were talking about, uh, I was mentioning Simon Janin-Barrette, the Minister of the French Language, and just to give an example, he mentioned earlier this week that uh, about 55% only 55% of uh, immigrants coming to Quebec who don't speak either French or English, about 55% of them them, uh, move towards French. Um, So, that's not false, but you are. It, it's only true if you include immigrants who came here before 1981,
0: right? So, 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 like so grand, someone's grandparents who did never speak yes, French. Yes. So, the, exactly.
1: The, 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 exactly. So, the, the, the immigrants who came here before the the, the Bill 101 could could have is effects, because if you look at the more recent numbers since okay. to uh, 2001, well, you have about. Over seventy-five percent of immigrants eventually switching to French. So it's not—it's it, nowhere near what the, the minister is is, uh, is saying. And, saying. And right. I, again, I'm talking about the data from Six Canada and by the Office Québécois de la Langue Française. So it's—it's not a, a it's, partisan. It's—it's not a out- partisan.
0: Yeah, the, the truth is not partisan. Uh, so we've established that. It, it really isn't backed up by any real, you know. Uh Current threat to the French language. There'll always be a long-term existential threat to the French language in Quebec, but let, nothing to suggest it needs to be done right away, and certainly not at this with this amount of um, this amount of fervor. I'm um, speaking with Patrick Derry. He's a columnist and public policy analyst, associate editor at Policy Options. When we come back, we'll talk a bit more just about the negatives that could come from this. Uh, we know already that it does uh, violate the Charter of Human Rights, uh, the Charter of Rights in, in Canada, because they've had to use the notwithstanding clause. But what could be the downside? For for all this for uh, Francois Legault. And is this the beginnings of another move towards sovereignty? I think a lot of people outside of Quebec would be wondering that. That's next. I'm speaking with Patrick Derry. He's a columnist and public policy analyst uh, and associate editor at Policy Options. He's speaking to me tonight from Montreal. We're talking about Bill 96, a tough new language law that's come in, into effect in Quebec that really aims to try to make uh, push French back into predominance in public life, even though the stats don't really back up that it's under any immediate threat of being uh, pushed out of uh, a dominant spot in public life. Um, there's been a lot of backlash towards this, Patrick, from minority groups from outside the province as well. Uh, this is, this is a dangerous balance that, that uh, François Legault is trying to walk here because Quebec's international reputation, its ability to attract immigrants, it's all on the line if Quebec is seen to be an intolerant place.
1: I agree with you, but I don't think it's a concern of Premier Legault right now. And, uh, well, he doesn't care. Uh, or he doesn't see it, or he doesn't want to see it. I have... <laughs> I'm sorry, I have no better answer to that because uh, Quebec prospered on this uh, openness. Uh, At the end of the 70s, there were some English people who uh, who left because of when the Parti Québécois came into power. But those who stayed, uh, and most of them stayed, they accept that uh, the common language in Quebec has to be French. Uh, They're not against French. They just want to keep talking whatever second or third language they are they are speaking with it's perfectly normal like uh, french-speaking people in a Boniface in uh, manitoba
0: in other other parts of the country i mean i guess the problem here is that the minority linguistic rights within the province are being i mean they're not going to have access to the services that they perhaps i mean at least under under our laws the the ones that they're entitled to
1: yeah and a strange justification for that is that uh, in other parts of canada it's even worse so it's a really weird way of uh, justifying that. And also because some provinces, namely uh, Ontario, is moving in the uh, opposite direction, uh, i.e. Uh, extending the services in French. But here, in, Ke- for example, you have the, the, the Bill 96 prohibits the, the, the condition that a judge in certain parts of Quebec has to be uh, bilingual. Uh, right. This has never been an issue before under the Partis Québécois, for for instance, because uh, on the south shore and north shore of Montreal, Mm -hmm. there are people speaking English and who end up uh, before a judge from time to time. And uh, in a court of justice, uh, it's really important that you be able to explain yourself in your own language and then to be understood in your own language, because nuances are really important. And that bill uh, aims to remove that without absolutely no reason it was it's a solution to a problem that did not exist and we have many other issues with our justice system namely access and uh, delays and you don't have to pile up uh, on that
0: I mean, it feels like there's a a lot in here that addresses issues that don't actually exist. Although, I mean, as you mentioned, it's popular. So, I mean, we know what we, for for good reason, we know why it's being done. And I imagine there are some elements of it that are probably decent policy. Uh, The the last, I mean, I think listeners outside of Quebec will really want to know if this is an ideological move between, you know, the banning of religious symbols, the reinforcement of French language laws, including the office de la langue française, um, you know, the sign laws, so to speak. Are we heading back towards another... Sovereignty movement towards another referendum?
1: No, I don't think so. Because um the, what the CAC, uh, the, the, the political genius of the CAC, if, if, if I can say, is that they basically took many of the positions on the of the Parti Québécois, took them in some cases one step further. So, but we have to mention that the Parti Québécois right now uh, is different from the Parti Québécois thirty years ago, and uh, mm-hmm. is is in general the same space as the CAC on those issues but without wanting to leave uh, Quebec. So you have uh, a federalist party that is very nationalist, and in the end, well, at the next election, they're likely to have, I don't know, somewhere between 40 and 45 percent uh, of the vote, which in our system, in Quebec, in the current state, with the uh, opposition parties divided between four parties, roughly at 10 or 15, 20 percent of the vote, uh, the CAC is going to have possibly 100 uh, seats at the National Assembly out of 125. So it will be a total domination for the next four years. And uh, that That's another issue because our electoral system is, bro- is broken, not only in Quebec, we have similar problems in Ontario and the, the rest of the country, but mm-hmm. the CAC, came into power with only 37% of the vote. They were able to register a majority with that. And it does, it's the lowest tally of vote for a majority in all the history of Quebec. And now they're going to have somewhere above 40 a bit above 40%, and they, they, they're going to have a total domination. So there's not going to be any real opposition for the next four years. And that's also a problem.
0: And well, clearly, they found a magic formula. Uh, uh, if it involves perhaps trampling on minority rights, then then I guess it's popular, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily correct. Patrick Derry, thank you so much for your time.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.